So, a lot of things going on today. Social media is filled with memes and little pictures, and I've even put up one or two myself. If we're not careful, Easter, that is Resurrection Day, will simply be a nice bright spot for a little smile in our lives. And it won't really be what it's intended to be by the design of God. So I'm going to ask you a question, because we are never to be ashamed of him. Never to be ashamed. That's why I usually ask those who are saved on the day that they come to Christ before they go to bed, find three people to call or see outside of your family and tell them about Jesus. Because too often in churches, there are a lot of people that have never told anybody that they're saved, that God did something. And so I get them started early. First day we get started. So I'm going to ask you this. Here it is, Easter, last year, Easter, roughly the same time of year. If you, last year, were baptized in the last year, or if you recommitted your life to Christ, or if you made a commitment to join the church and say, I want to serve God in the church. So if you've made a spiritual decision in the last year in honor of these five, including these five, Would you stand up for a moment? If you gave your life to Christ, were baptized, or joined the church, just stand up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Several people. There we go. There we go. Absolutely. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful that God is touching lives? Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. My sermon today is there is power in the resurrection. Because we need power. You know, there are many circumstances in life which we find ourselves powerless. Did you know that? A windstorm, an ice storm, a tornado. And suddenly, we don't have any power. You better have gas logs if it's the wintertime because we don't have any power. Maybe we're on the road and we run out of gas and we coast to the side of the road and we're thinking, why didn't we stop and we saw the little warning light? I thought I could make it. And we're powerless and stranded. Sometimes in relationships, whether it's marriage or dating or parenting, things feel out of our control and we're afraid and we feel powerless. Maybe it's school. Maybe it's her job or a layoff. Maybe it's an addiction that won't go away. And we feel powerless. We struggle trying to find our way without real power. Scripture today tells us that there is power in the resurrection. In Romans chapter 6, beginning with verse 3, our scripture says, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him, In a death like his, 
we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be destroyed so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin, brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. This is the word of God. Too many live powerless lives. And life has a lot of pain. Things are always happening. Just go on social media, hang around the water cooler at work, sit at the lunch table at school, and you'll hear it. There's a lot of pain out there, a lot of woundedness. And our faith too often seems desperate. Whether it's cancer, Alzheimer's, whether it's um, uh, unemployment, not able to find a job, whether it's inflation, whatever, it seems too often we're desperate. We need something desperately, but we have so humanized our faith. We've so humanized it, made it earthly, that very few today seems like cry out to God. Lord, if it's not for you, it's not going to happen. Lord, if not you, I'm not going to make it. Lord, it's got to be you. I need you to step in. I need you to direct and guide. I need you. I, I can't make it without you. Too often we count on things that really don't have to do with God. We claim Christ to be born again. We request baptism to fulfill God's command. But then we feel the pull of the world. And if we're not careful, we choose the world. Because we've known the world for many, many, many years. And Christ is new. And so if we're not focused, if we're not focused on the things that, that we need, uh, the things that keep us connected with him, that renew our mind, that build us up so that when power is needed, we know to whom, from whom the power comes. And we seek him. And we, as John says, we abide, we rest in him. And we let God do his work and then we obey God. I, I, I'm not real crazy about people say, just let go and let God. In other words, don't do anything, just sit back. Well, no, no, we're, we're called to obey, but it's not based on us. It is based on him. Let God take the lead. You just do what God says and let his power and his spirit be at work. It's Christ in us, the scripture says. This is the hope of glory or the revealing, the, the knowledge and understanding of who God really is. And we get to be his kids we get to be his adopted children. We get to know God's plan, purpose, direction in our lives because we stay in him. So too many lives are powerless. and It's time to change. Have you ever wanted to change that? 
Have you ever heard people talk about how they pray? And you think, I've never prayed like that. Or people that just have a, a witness for Christ. Well, I could never do that. I could just never do that. I don't have that power. Or people that say, I'm trusting God to do what only he can do. I just can't do that. I've got to be more controlled than that. And you wish you could. That's what Easter is about. It's what Resurrection Day is about. It's about finding that there is a power from God in our lives. He wants to direct our lives, be that blessing. He wants the same foot that stepped out of the grave, out of the tomb, onto resurrection soil. He wants that to be your foot that is tired of being pushed around by this world and wants to walk a resurrected life. It's not like the world. The problem is the world's what we know best. So we duplicate the world. True power lies with Jesus. Now listen to me. I'm going to parse some words here. True power does not lie with the church unless the church is with Jesus. True power does not lie with our country unless that context is a trust in Jesus. It doesn't lie with our mother or our father unless they happen to be trusting in Jesus. No, true power lies with the one who stepped out of the empty tomb and walked a new life and a new walk. Jesus entered into a world filled with religion. That is, you do this, 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 and this, and that makes him happy and you're okay. I got news for you. You're never going to be okay on your own. And your obedience is never going to dazzle the creator of the universe, the savior of the world. No, no Jesus entered into a world that was concerned with, with being very religious in our behavior and keeping an eye on my neighbor that they're just as religious as I am. Does that sound like fun? And yet today there are people that live that way. We jump through hoops. We perform. We perform. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's the gift of God. It's not by our works and religious deeds so that nobody can brag about what they've done. Because we are Christ workmanship. We've been created in him or recreated in him by his death, burial, and resurrection, by his resurrection, so that we might do the deeds, the, the, the acts of service that he wants us to do. In fact, the ones that he has prepared already for us to simply obey. That's what the resurrection is about. It's not about family gatherings. It's not about social events. It's not about nice clothes. It's not about uh, beautiful music, although it was beautiful today, of course. And, and y'all do look nice. In fact, we all look like a bunch of Easter eggs, don't we? Pastels. Now, what it really boils down to is that Christ came out of the tomb. And he changed everything. We have a tendency to want to perform, to expect performance. Why? Because this puts us in control. It's not the mercy and grace of God that saves us, but I kind of took charge myself. I attend, I've attended church five Sundays in a row. 
I've been putting money in the offering plate. I even pray sometimes. We even prayed once in a restaurant. People saw us pray. It's not about performance. Anything we do that looks like performance is a reaction, a response to what God did on the cross, what he did in the tomb. Everything hinges on that. So what does God call us to do? To continue the lifestyle. The lifestyle of leaving an old life behind and following a new. Do that. The worship that we do on the Sunday when the sun rises, we shout hallelujah and say, Christ the Lord is risen today. Let that be your, your, your call tomorrow. Let that be your passion Thursday and in two weeks and in a month. We are consistently walking the resurrection way because true power lies with Jesus. He said, I'm not going to leave you like an orphan. When I go away, I'm sending another one who's just like me. I mean, just like me. That's the Greek word. Just like me. And you're not going to believe what you're going to accomplish when he lets loose. When the Holy Spirit lets us, you're not going to believe what he's going to accomplish. Power. That's why, and that was John 14. That's why in Acts 1.8, we're told the words of the Savior, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be witnesses to me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Why? Under the end of the world. When we receive power. I, I have a bad habit when I see my friends. And I, I, don't, I don't know why we do this, but whenever power goes out anywhere, there's like 5,000 people on Facebook. Power's out, power's out, power's out, power's out. And I'm writing Acts 1-8, Acts 1-8, Acts 1-8. I don't know how long it takes people to figure it out. I wonder what that verse means. You should be power of the Holy Spirit. Well, hello. It's a great opportunity to make a point. Real power is when the Holy Spirit, through our new birth, comes into our life. Real power comes when we don't want to be like the world, but we want to be like Christ. We don't want to duplicate the world's ways. We want to be people of the book and of the Spirit and of the Savior, so that we have a power like nobody else has. We do what we know best. You know, the tragedy is too often we bring the world into the church. Now, we have sports in churches, softball, basketball leagues and stuff. Now, I've been a part, I've actually competed back when it was wise for me to compete. And I noticed that there were a few churches whose teams play ball just like they played ball in industrial league, just like they played ball in high school or college. I saw a pastor one time coming home to home plate on a close call Ball came in to a young fella, probably about 18, 19, not an athlete. He caught the ball and 
stepped right in front of the plate to make the tag. Not a good choice. And the very athletic, muscular pastor plowed him over like a pickup truck hitting a stray cat. And it was just shoes and hat and whatever flying. And that boy was hurting. The pastor jumped up and said, let me tell you something. He said, you don't get in front and block the plate. That ain't my fault. I was kind of young. If it had been me today, we'd have had a talk. We'd have had a talk. He said, brother, once you come into the kingdom, nothing's ever the same. So, true power, it lies with Jesus. At his resurrection, and listen to this. If you don't catch anything else, catch this. His resurrection is your resurrection. Do you get it? That's what the scriptures tells us here. That we're unified in him in his death. When we're born again, we are claiming the cross. And the cross on which he died is the cross on which my old nature now belongs. I'm new. The old's gone. It's dead. I join with Christ on the cross. When I'm baptized, I'm making a statement that I'm saying the same Jesus that came out of a tomb is the Jesus I want to be. When I come out of that water, I am unified with him. My resurrection and his resurrection, they're the same. Christ's death was traumatic, yeah, but the joy was intense. Do you not know? How could he endure this last week? He knew where it was going. He knew what was happening. How could he possibly say, well, he struggled because he's part human too. In the garden, he said, Lord, let this bitter cup pass from me. But nevertheless, I, I will do your will, not mine. And he went to the cross and it was horrible. But he went because he knew he was going home. Kind of like going through security at the airport. Nobody likes to go through security, especially they pull you aside and they search you and all that kind of stuff. But you do it. Why? Because you're going home. He was going home. And he did. But before he did, he let us share in his resurrection. Our salvation is in God's hands. It's not yours. We don't make a decision for Christ. We respond to the Holy Spirit. We receive Christ. He's already spoken to us. That was what was so beautiful being over at the Austins the other day. I looked at the two kids. You could just see it. And I said, God's already been talking to you, hasn't he? And I said, you already sense God at work, don't you? So I just took care of some paperwork because God was already doing what he's doing. Say for Anastasia, God's already working. So we respond to him and we're born again. And because of that, our salvation is in his hands, not even our own. That's why Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me, gave himself for me. Resurrection Day, Easter, it's not about the day. 
Well, it's about the life. You can't show up for one day like going to the gym, working out real hard, and then you stop. No, it's a beginning. We step out of that tomb like Jesus, and our life is his. We share in his death through a new birth. We share in his resurrection through baptism, not just water either. By that I mean we're immersed in God and his spirit. Have you been baptized? Really baptized? Or did you just get wet? He said, everybody came out and got wet. We get wet. But did we bury the old person? Did we bury the old self who was crucified with him in order that the body of sin, that is our human nature, our flesh, might be brought to nothing? I think one King James says destroyed so that we would no longer enslaved to sin because he who has died has been set free from sin. I had a funeral director in my church one time, one of our deacons, and I asked him a biblical question. And I said, in all the years you worked in the funeral home, how many of the bodies of the deceased have committed sins? And he looked at me like I'd lost my mind. He said, well, none of them. Dead people don't sin. I said, thank you. I just need an expert opinion on that because the scripture tells us that when we have given our life over to Christ and said, may my old person be crucified with him, just in the same way, Lord, let me be crucified. Dead people don't sin. Our sinful nature begins to ebb away as we embrace the cross. It begins to ebb away as we embrace the cross. So have you been baptized, really baptized? Because that's why we worship, to remind us who he is. You can't do that on the lake. You probably can't really do it at home consistently. We, we gather together with one another. And I, I know you've had issues and you've had problems and you've had struggles and you're still struggling. And me too, and I'm with you. Let's all praise God. He's still God. We pray like a ministry. We pray because it's a passion of ours. And we serve. We, how can I honor God? What can I do? We do these things to keep us in the flow of Christ. That's what we do. And some of you need to get in the flow. And you know that. And some of you have been flowing wonderfully in Christ. So my neighbor has got a chainsaw. I am jealous. It may be the ultimate symbol of masculinity. You could crank up that Poland chainsaw and you can go to town. I stand at my window and I watch him. Watch him. See, cuts down tree after tree and cuts up firewood. And then when he sees me, he says, hey, brother, if you got anything to get cut up, I've got a chainsaw. And I'm thinking, I know you got a chainsaw. Can you imagine going out in the woods to cut out about four or five trees that are dying? 
Instead of pulling the lever, because you didn't read the directions, you just took that chainsaw and just began to go crunch, 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 crunch. Because all your neighbors are going to go, he has truly lost his mind. He'll be there all day and tear that rascal up thinking he can cut that tree down in his own power. If we think we can be a pastor or a preacher, if we think we can be a parent, if we think we can be a deacon or a Sunday school teacher, if we think we can be a missionary in our power and our wisdom and not in the hands of God by his power, we are fools indeed. And I have been there before. How about you? Would you like today to be the beginning of something special? You see these, these sweet folks coming out and they're, they're wet, but oh, their hearts are warm. Do you wish you could be fresh again, start over again? Do you wish those areas of your life that you could get things together, get it right? I bet so. Maybe today, that's what it is. Now, we all know this, okay, we pastors, we compare notes, and people don't like to make commitments on Easter because, well, there's a lot of people here, and oh, I don't want to get up in front of anybody. Yeah, well, there's going to be a day we stand before the Lord. There'll be a whole lot of people there. I think it's a great day to make a renewed commitment to Christ. It's a great day to join with the church and say, I'll never have to worry about forgetting when I joined the church. It was on Easter Sunday. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Maybe today's the day for you to go home and reflect and say, I really don't have the power. I'm trusting in my education, my intellect, my experiences, and not the power of God. Maybe today's a new day for a change of heart. Would you pray with me? Father, it is the word. That's a good word for us. To leave the old behind, walk the new way. To give up, surrender to our way and embrace he he who is Lord and his spirit. We celebrate your father. We celebrate your son. We celebrate what you've done, what you're about to do. And so, here we are. Your time. And we are listening. In the name of Jesus, amen.